0: everybody. You're listening to The 8 News Show, where we discuss the other side of the lies and the stories that the mainstream media just won't cover. Can I please just start off by saying that uh, if you are listening to us on a, through a web browser, could you please consider installing the Podbean app from your Google Play Store or Apple App Store um, because I mean, it's so much better. You can interact with us directly when we're in live streams, as well as doing things like dialing in uh, via phone, etc. So, uh, I'd really, really appreciate if you got onto the app uh, app and uh, subscribe to us there. That'd be great. Also, could I please appeal to your quest for truth, justice um, to prevail, truth and justice to prevail, by asking you to become a patron of the show. Uh, you can do that by visiting our website, the8newshow.podbean.com. That's the8newshow.podbean.com with the number eight and clicking on the patron button in the top right hand corner of the page. Please, um, you've got no idea how quickly I'm going broke and the amount of tra- uh, travel that I'm doing is quite off the Richter scale. So any help that you could help me or any way that you could help me would be so much appreciated. Thank you very much. Now, finally, another appeal to the audience. Um, If you're a like-minded business owner and you'd be interested in sponsoring the show, would you please reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram via direct message? And, of course, you can find those accounts um, under the Bellman Report. That's obviously my uh, video channels on YouTube, YouTube and Rumble, um, so I also have those uh, names for Twitter and, uh, Twitter and Instagram. That would be amazing. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, so down to today's show. So it's a lovely Thursday afternoon, and we're here with Diana Marr and, of course, my co-host for today, Dr. Mark Loss, retired Dr. Mark Lofts. That's correct, retired. <laughs> retired Dr. Mark Lofs. Um, Welcome. Hello. Hello, Diana. So great to be here with you. Finally, we've been lining this up for a few weeks now. Yep. Um, and of course, everybody, this is episode two of our Jab Injured series, and I'm sure today is going to be enlightening uh, for you, for me, and... Everybody else. Um, once again, um, we're telling tragic, tragic tales of the medical misinformation and tyranny that yep. we are suffering under. Well, here in Western Australia, but indeed, um, governments of the entire Western world. Exactly. Exactly. The whole world. Exactly. And not only that, the um, the tyranny of big tech is also a big issue for us. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. You, you know all about that, don't you, Diana? Oh, yes. And Mark knows all about that as well. Oh, and, yeah. of course, I know that everyone knows about that because I harp on about it all day, every day. Um, so, well, Diana, where do we start? What, when did this journey begin for you?
1: Well, I, I was always sceptical about a vaccine being the silver bullet but that's what was rammed down our throat and I'm over 60 years old and I had major resistance to having no choice but taking the AstraZeneca and one of the people who spoke out very loudly against the AstraZeneca was the uh, ex-chief health officer of Queensland Dr Jeanette Young and she was vehemently opposed to it and I thought no that's no good and I therefore waited until the 1st of October which was the first time us over 60s because we've been relegated to the scrap heap basically we're what what do we call useless eaters now Mm. Um, so we had no choice and so I, I tried to do some research I have to say that my background and, and my experiences with somebody who – caring for someone who had a really serious life-threatening illness and also the subject on which I wrote my first thesis was – it was actually an alternate childbirth centre. I'm a building designer. I studied architecture at so long ago. It was Waite, now Curtin University. Right. And, and so I was familiar at, because the thesis involved not just the design work but also research – I had read a an outstanding book from the 1970s which was then current and it was called Iatrogenesis, Nemesis in Medicine by Professor Ivan Illich. Now, iatrogenesis is the name of medically induced harm. So that's either, yeah, so drug-induced harm. So you
0: are well familiar with the issues surrounding this right from some time ago.
1: And that that I had cared for a partner, an ex-partner of mine who had suffered from some serious iatrogenic damage due to being prescribed ciproflaxisone, which is a drug, it's a fluoroquinolone. It caused him to have immediate seizures, but he he already had um, liver failure and his liver was absolutely ruined by... um, He had a viral disease, he was treated with interferon, then ribavirin, and the one that really killed him is the one that medical people in the know now call RUN, Death is near, otherwise known as remdesivir. So that was what tipped him into absolute end stage, decompensated. Like he was really, really ill. Mm. And so...
0: Now, sorry, can we go back a step? This yes. is when he took the, uh, the jab? No, no, this, this is no. This is
1: prior to that. No, no. He was he was okay. the number one guinea pig in the whole of Australia for the very first dose of run death is uh, sorry remdesivir. Mm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Love it. I love it. Mm. Run death is near. Run have to remember death is near. That well,
1: that's what ruined his. Like it was pretty bad.
0: Okay, so can we just go back another step? What was it? You just said that you were. were you know, forced into taking the jab. What was it that forced you into taking it? What was the circumstances that caused you to want to take it in the first place?
1: Well, the illegal mandates. That we had absolutely no choice. You were going to be a pariah. You are going to be evicted from society. Also, I am a self-represented litigant in a court case and I had to prove, I had to provide proof of poisoning, as I call it now.
0: Yeah, to get into the courts. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Unbelievable. uh, That I had no choice. And also the emotional blackmail, my well, my ex-GP, he's no longer my GP because he's a purveyor of these poisons. Mm -hmm. Um, His clinic does a roaring trade in Pfizer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I never used to see ambulances parked outside his... Medical surgery, but now they've spotted them a few times. Yeah, I've spotted them many times because it's next to our local supermarket and the chemist. And we spend a lot of time at the chemist because, well, Diana,
0: when you're making $80 a shot, it's um, terribly financially appealing, isn't it? You got it. Um, Mm. The old Hippocratic Oath has been forgotten. Totally. They've Mm. thrown
1: it out the window.
0: It's like an ancient tome.
1: Yeah, and there are four pillars to the Hippocratic Oath. First Mm. of all, do no harm. Mm. Second, render assistance if you can. That bodily autonomy is absolutely, it, it's sacrosanct. You can't mm-hmm. force anybody to take any medical procedure. That's right. And, and what, what's the other one? Oh, informed consent. Well, we've all been lied to. We've well, all been lied to. Um, as
0: I love to say, informed consent is my inalienable right. Yeah. It's not my obligation. That's right. And they want to confuse you by
2: inventing a category of misinformed consent. Yeah. And then yes. you're giving assent to the lies you've been told, which yeah. renders your... Uh, consent uh, cons- null consent. and void. Anyway,
1: mm-hmm. fraud vitiates everything. Fraud vitiates everything. And it's fraud from the top down. From uh, I've read the Pfizer documents. I have done... Because it, it, it's turned us all into we we're now called conspiracy theorists. Mm. Actually, we're not conspiracy theorists. We're conspiracy analysts and chroniclers. <laughs> That's right. And lab rats. And lab rats. Yep. But I became an unwilling guinea pig. I knew that it was too soon for this to be, but we had mm. n- really no choice. Okay.
0: And so you waited to, d- to yeah. take the Moderna because yeah. you'd, you'd read all this stuff about it, Pfizer that really thought the made you think twice.
1: Well, I wasn't even... <laughs> It wasn't so much the Pfizer, it was so much what Jeanette Young, the ex-CHO of Queensland, was saying about – and that was the first thing that came out, the blood clotting disorder with Mm. the AstraZeneca because they were keeping it secret about the myocarditis and the myopericarditis. Mm. And, um, well, now that (laughs) –
0: So you – back when you made the decision that, okay, I'm going to be an unwilling guinea pig, that you you already knew that there was no way you were going to do Pfizer – and then AstraZeneca was also off the table because of the blood clotting issue, which is well known. Yep. So you've gone for the Moderna option.
1: Well, I thought it was the lesser of... Isn't that terrible? The mm. choice that was, was the least lesser of all available evils. Yeah. yeah. And... <sighs>
0: Look, this is so. Um, choi-
1: don't even. I didn't have a choice. Yeah, I felt. I'd, I felt. I had no choice.
0: Well, this is all part of the medical tyranny, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. So when when did this occur? What were the dates? When, okay. when did you take the jab?
1: I had the Moderna on the first one at at or about quarter past nine on the morning of the first Friday, the first of October. That was the first day us over sixties could get anything but an AZ.
3: Mm. And
1: then I had the follow up and and. and Immediately after that, it, it it didn't hit me hard. I, I felt a bit tired. I did something unusual. I went and had an afternoon nap. I will occasionally have an afternoon nap, but I needed three or four hours that day. I just felt tired, a little bit of soreness at the sight, but hey, to be expected. Thought, oh, that's good. Okay, all good. And then what hit me like a freight train was the second one. And that was five weeks later on the morning of Friday the 5th of November.
0: Right. So, exactly four weeks, five, five weeks, weeks later. later five, yeah. five weeks later, yeah. Now, you've – tell me about that experience when you've come home or did you feel it straight away or how long did it take?
1: Um, well, I went in there about – my appointment was for 10. I, I was poisoned. I'm sorry, had the in, in injection mm. at about 10 past 10. And, of course, we had to sit around in the waiting room at the pharmacy and they're watching us. And um, – I wasn't feeling particularly anxious. It was a beautiful sunny
0: day. I felt good. You didn't have any prior fear because the last no, one was not really. okay. It was not, okay. Yeah, yeah. It
1: was okay. No, it, it it wasn't anxiety, and I'm really over that. I am really over people telling me it's all in my head.
0: That's it's right.
1: Not, it's not in my head. So that's
0: right, and yeah. We hear this every time we yeah. speak to people, and,
1: and so I went home. Um I it, it was probably about half an hour, forty five minutes. I went home and thought, Oh, I'm starting to I'm starting to feel a bit bleh. And then within an hour of the injection, so about ten past eleven that morning, I had uh, chest pains, palpitations, tachycardia, arrhythmia. I I like okay, fast heart rate, I was and I was feeling terrible and then I got this blinding headache mm. through the center line of my forehead and through between the two hemispheres of my brain, and it light, I, I I was absolutely panicking and I rang the pharmacy because I had the little.
0: So you'd been you'd gotten home by this stage, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I'd, it was just hitting you hard.
1: Yeah, it really hit me hard. So I rang the pharmacy, and the woman chatted, and oh, you know that's really rare. Well, no, it's not because we have seen the ambulance parked outside mm. that pharmacy a number of times oh, too.
0: Yes, another one of the code words yeah, that we hear.
1: Yeah, rare.
0: Oh, it's, it's so rare. Rare, mm. rare. Oh, you've had a completely normal reaction to the jab.
1: No, I didn't get that. Oh, you know, like, well, that's another one of the just
0: code it's words. Working. That's yeah. what. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Oh, look,
1: I've, right. I've, I've been patronised by professionals. So anyway, mm. anyways, so she kept me talking and I said, look, I really don't want to chat. Well, what you have to do is make an appointment with your GP. And I knew by then I couldn't even get in the car and drive around. I, I just knew. Mm. And the light was like blinding my eyes. And I was like, I, I, I actually was starting to panic
0: by then. There, the, 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 Yes. And there is a name for that. What What's that? Uh, Mark, when you when you start the lights start, you're becoming really sensitive oh, to. That's
2: right. You can get photosensitivity. often it's yeah. a sign of meningitis or any sort of brain irritation. Oh, well,
0: God. okay, here we go. So okay. you've got a brain ir- irritation. A,
1: a brain irritation. Yeah, exactly. Great. And so I rang the doctor's surgery. It was in speed dial in my phone. Um, my GP was with a patient, and I had to wait while he came out, and he said go immediately to Fiona Stanley Hospital. Mm. But I was at home alone, and I'd lost the ability to think by then. I couldn't even think to – like, I knew I couldn't drive, Mm. but I didn't even think I could catch an Uber or a taxi. And so I rang Fiona Stanley Hospital, and they went, oh, it's rare, and we're really busy today, and it'll probably be a four-hour wait. Mm. And because I'd been the carer for a guy with that – (laughs) <laughs> Liver failure. Yeah? Yes, I have been in the on those plastic chairs in that waiting room, and I just couldn't face it. I just went, you know what? Yeah. Just forget it. And so I immediately took two aspirin. Aspirin, mm. not Panadol, which was exactly the right thing to do. And I went to bed for about six and a half hours, but it felt like the worst hangover I've had in my life, and I've had a few. All right, it you, was yeah. just appalling. And so
0: so this safe and effective, no. our premier Mark McGowan tells us that it's completely safe and effective. It's a lie. That you've then had this terrible reaction to, yep. to, to, and you've become photosensitive. Yep. Um, you, 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 the, the lights is too overwhelming for your eyes. Yep. And you've called the hospital yep. and they've said to you, well, four you're going to be waiting for four hours. Yep. Uh, now... I've got to stop you for one second. Did you get briefed about this By when you said you you had the jab in a pharmacy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you were you briefed about any of the side effects? Uh, did you sign a waiver form? Did any of those sort of things yeah, happen? Yeah, well, in uh, the look as far
1: as far as I'm concerned because we were all lied to and because my uh, consent using the air inverted commas mm-hmm, it was induced right. by fraud and fraud vitiates everything no but
0: did you sign away yes yes form? i had to yep, but, yep, uh, but yep.
1: they didn't tell me about any of no, this no
0: no 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 it's, it's 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 all right it's just we want to get this on the record yeah mm. um so you've done that we're back to you having this hypersensitivity to your eyes yep um you've taken some aspirin yep and what happened next?
1: Well, I slept, and for the next few days, and it was really quite hot, we had a really hot summer, mm. and I wasn't really doing a whole lot of physical work, but I was actually putting some, so I was climbing up and down a ladder and stretching shade cloth over the top of my shade house, because it was sort of like baking my plants, mm, my mm, precious mm. pot plants, and I noticed that I was puffed out and so forth. And... Also, this is before I knew my eldest son got myopericarditis mm. as a direct result from his Pfizer poisoning.
0: Was that also his second shot? We no, to talk it was his first. Minute, it was his
1: first shot. Right. Um, and that was unbeknownst to me. And he had been messed around and gaslit as well, um, but... It, after after that after that weekend, because I didn't feel so good on the Saturday and Sunday, but I, I sort of came good. Mm. And then, within about a week, I started to experience just constant diarrhoea. And, I mean, like it was like I had a sprinkler attachment on yeah, my yeah, eyes. It yeah. was just, mm. just it, horrific. It was absolutely – yeah. and it put me off my food and I – I didn't know at that time but I now do that that's a very common side effect with these these particular
2: Poisons. Right.
0: Have you heard of that mark?
2: No, that's a new thing to me because Moderna has only been given relatively recently and I don't know anything about the diarrhea. I've, I've only d- heard it mentioned one other thing.
0: time, but yeah. um I mean mm-hmm. we're going to be learning s- yeah. about so many of these that's side right. effects. Of course, aren't they, they, they haven't
2: they haven't done proper studies to see if these so-called Ex- vaccines that's are right. safe. That's right.
0: No long-term studies. It's mm-hmm. extremely experimental yeah. and we can only issue these things out under the state of emergency declaration. Yeah.
1: Yes. But you know, and I know that there was no other. So I w- was going back to my doctor and saying, I'm feeling absolutely terrible. I'm losing all this weight. I lost my appetite because I knew what would happen in a couple of hours. In like, <laughs> I have lost 10 and a half kilos. So I've gone from just over 62, 62 kilos and now.
0: Is this fifth, over a period of, say, I think you said five months? You just, no, three months. Three months. You just yeah. started dropping weight. Just- yeah. Unusually
1: yeah. yeah And I wasn't trying to And I didn't really change my diet I did go off my food Because I,
0: And of course that That's a, a Symptom of the Constant diarrhoea Yes. Were right. you advised to take electrolytes and things like that? That's normally what would happen. Is that right, Mark?
2: It's normally you'd try to give some fluid replacement. The person's yep. getting dry D- from the D- diarrhoea. But normally a person, especially in Australia, would be admitted to hospital to find out what the cause of the diarrhoea was. Yeah, and that was yeah. my
0: next question. So no. you went to see your doctor. Did you yep. get any of that advice? Well, or? He's,
2: he's my
1: ex-doctor, and he thought that I, you know, it sounds like bowel cancer. It could be this or it could be... Um, you know, Giardia or Heliobacter Mm. pylori or whatever. So I had every test under the sun. They took blood, they took stools, they took everything. 21 different tests. Liver function tests, creatinine, uh, Mm. vitamin D, everything. You know, I didn't have any infection, no cancer markers, none of that. So it was just a mystery. Like we Mm. can't, we just can't explain it. And yes, of course. You know,
0: like... Yeah, no, it's got no connection whatsoever no to connection, the, the only even common denominator. Yeah, it was yeah.
1: temporally related to this. But in the meantime, my eldest son had by then been diagnosed and he was gaslit for quite a while and mm-hmm. then... I went and saw him in hospital, and by then, I'm actively doing the research, you know. Yeah.
0: Now, sorry, let's go back and start with your son. Now, we're going to meet Bram. We're going to meet him soon, maybe a week's time. Yep. Uh, When did he – he had symptoms, side effects, I should say, from his first shot, you were saying. Yes, yes. And then – when did, how long did he wait before he had his second?
1: He didn't have a second. He refused to have it. Right. Um but what he did was he went straight away to ED at Raw Perth Hospital. They took bloods and they took they put an ECG on him and
0: What was he experiencing? What symptoms?
1: Oh, chest it's same as me. Chest pains, chest pains palpitations, tachycardia, the whole the whole nine. What, yards. What's
2: tachycardia? Uh, it's fast heart rate yeah, in right. many causes right
1: yeah. yeah and so but he was one of thousand, and and the, the the reality is that we've since discovered is that the cardio neuro and gastro wards are full to overflowing that's why ambulance are ramping mm. at five times the rate they ever have because it's they can't explain it well oh no, mm. no it's, it's just a mystery They, can't to me. Explain they sacked it. the 10 the, the smartest 10% of their staff yeah. they've got a staff shortage
0: that's right
1: and everybody that works there is now well well, like, it, don't, let's not call it a vaccine. They are injured. They are iatrogenically
0: injured. Well, it's 100%. It's a, It's quite obviously, yeah. without being a conspiracy theorist. Oh,
1: yeah, because no, I, I, I'm a mad right wing
2: nutjog cooker now. I know. I'm,
0: I'm sorry, but you're not. Guy. No, I know. Uh, we've been. Yeah. Well, this right. has been We've, done on purpose, That's
2: right? right. I have a friend who's a senior pharmacist at Royal Prince Alfred Hospital in Sydney, and they've had the same thing there. The doctors, the other staff there, are basically bullied by the administration to shut up. Yeah, yeah. but of course our admiration. federal
0: politicians yeah. weren't mandated. That's right. Um, all of those... Little special groups that make decisions on behalf of all of us, none Mm. of them were mandated. So, yeah, you know, and and I think that
1: the federal government put a great deal of pressure to bear on the states Mm. and they, you know, carrot and stick, and they're going to mess with our funding. And that's pretty much what happened because it doesn't matter whether they're liberal, labor, left wing, right right wing, doesn't matter, they all Mm. did it.
0: But then they co opted the employers into acting as proxies to the government. Um, to do more illegal acts, i.e. they now um, are becoming, they're now inserted into the Doctor-Patient Privacy Act. but it's against the law. uh, It's
1: against the Criminal Code Compilation Act Commonwealth, Section 260.20, amongst other sections, but that uh, one is the one that absolutely nails it, and it's persecution that you can't discriminate against anybody on the basis of a whole number of things race Mm. gender you name it or their refusal so we're we're a group now and and i am twice vaccinated no it's not let's not call it a vaccine because it's
2: not it's a toxic jab yeah it's a toxic
1: i'm i've been iatrogenically injured but now i am Right wing nut job, but I'm hard left or I used to be.
0: <laughs> now, you know, now a lot of people have been saying to me, and rightly so, that I really should stop calling Mark McGowan McLeod. Yes, um, yes and I, other I'd things. agree with that because
1: but those that are still asleep,
0: that's right, we need uh, to because yes. he's
1: very popular, he's still mm. enjoying something like 80% popularity. Well, and that's that, it at the high 92%. But and it's look, Mark Twain said it best. It is easier to fool a person than it is to convince them they have been fooled. Mm. And it's very hard for people to accept we've been conned and there is going to be such anger.
0: That's right. Now, um, I, I think the point I was going to make was that, um, you know, he goes around calling us all half-wits and, and morons. And grow, yeah. grow a brain. Yeah. Grow brain. grow brain. Thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah I, I hear that he's starting to look into um, chasing up defamation cases against people who have been calling him names. Mm. Well, I'd like to say to him that um, you're going to get slapped with the defamation case yourself, and there's a lot more of us than there are of you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, let's move on. Uh where to next, Diana?
1: Well, I I, I really don't know, Andrew. So, all I can so, do is yep. tell the story. Oh, I think that what we need to I, of course, went to my doctor. He refused to give me. I don't grant exemptions.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah,
1: and mm-hmm. I was also pretty annoyed by, about mask mandates. By then, you know, I originally gone along with it because I did believe it at mm. at begin. Who, who who knew? Who knew? That's
2: right. Unless you got specialised medical experience, you'd yeah. be very naive and you just accept it. Yeah. So I knew from my medical knowledge that what they were doing was quite wrong, like yeah. sticking swabs deep in people's yeah, d- noses. Y-
1: yes, yes. That, and so I had to go to four different GPs before I finally got one, a female doctor, and I mm. have to say I almost bullied her into it. I said, just give me the temporary um, one and because by then um, – Remember, my son has myopericarditis Mm. and I quite possibly had undiagnosed undiagnosed pericarditis and I certainly had, Mm. well, Dr. Mark thinks that I might have had Something
2: very, very likely because you're genetically very similar to your son. If oddly, he gets my, odd ca- <laughs> my cap, my pericarditis, you very likely will get it too. Yeah, and mm. it seems to hit young people worse yep. because their immune systems are more active. Yeah, and that's he where the real danger and lies.
1: also Bram was really an extreme athlete, so he does a lot of oh. mountain bike riding and right, so a yeah. lot of cardio, and that that and that's, they were that's, telling that's
0: why it hit him. Yeah, hard and as so well.
1: by then, by the time I got to see the fourth doctor, um you know, the waste of time and the the stress and everything and being told, like, that I'm imagining it when I'm not imagining it, the weight, and my genes are falling off me, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ill.
0: Again, one of the code words that we all need to be aware of, the um, doctors and nurses all use the same language. Yes. Mm.
1: Now, interestingly enough, one of the doctors I went to um, was... Actually, there's a member of parliament who is a doctor who, who made his money by running GP clinics. And one of them, I knew one of his doctors because I actually helped to get Dr Jagadish Krishnan um, in the seat of Riverton elected.
0: We might not be able to say names like that. So, All right.
1: Well, we can edit that, can't well, we? we can, yeah. All right. So this particular doctor... I, I'd, I'd met one of the doctors who worked for him and I asked him. But when I rang the clinic, and I'd rung the clinic before because my doctor was on holiday and I couldn't see a doctor. It was for something totally different, unrelated and months earlier because my doctor was on holiday. So I went and saw this guy because I really liked him. But the phone message has changed at all of those clinics, and I know that because I've rung them all. And it's, welcome to X Y Z. Medical Centre, all of our operators are busy at the moment. Please stay on the line and we'll be with you soon. Now the phone message says, or then when I rang, if you're experiencing chest pains or, uh, you know, fast heart rate, hang up immediately and ring triple zero or get to an emergency department. Now, what the hell had happened? What's that, that? what's yeah. that it's
2: far more chest pain far more tachycardia and when people go to their gp and they're there the gp can't do anything for a jab patient who's really sick he has yeah. to send um, to the hospital. Yeah.
0: have we heard of any other doctors doing the having these sort of messages on their phone systems i haven't heard Not about change
2: this is new to me right this I've is mentioned.
0: a great opportunity mm-hmm. for me to appeal to our audience and ask you if you've heard of these sorts of things with doctors, surgeries, phone messages, could you please make a comment below? And also, while you're at it, make a comment about your thoughts and feelings on the show as well. That'd be great. We'd love to hear from you. So let's go on. Okay. So I went
1: in... Asking for the AIR 100 form, I wanted the exemption. And a GP, they're all reluctant. They've all been threatened. Mm. My son found out that mm. they've all been written to by the RACGP. That's the, right. Yep. Mm. And uh, APRA. APRA and ATAGI mm. and so forth. APRA
0: that's not even um, – yep. it's, it's under the control of the World Health Organisation. That's right. We it doesn't need to consist of that. doctors.
1: Yeah. Oh, fabulous. Yes. So. I had by then in my possession what's called Bram's 12-point checklist. So my son Bram, a bit of a rock star on Rumble, who got the, the myopericarditis. Mm. So I'm putting it there and I've said to this doctor, and I, I want the temporary exemption. I had to wait over three months Okay mm. but so the injury happened on the fifth of November, but I had to go to four different doctors. It takes a while all right mm. to get get the appointments and so forth, and then it was Christmas and then it was New year and all of that. I get to see this doctor, I've got the results, it's not cancer, it's nothing else, but they just don't know what it is.
0: It's just this mystery, doctor. It's ask. just
1: a complete mystery, complete mystery. And the only thing that was abnormal...
0: The only thing in common with the situation yeah, well, was The that,
1: only test that they did was my vitamin D levels. Oh, goodness, that's high. Well, that's because I was taking 5,000 IU a day because I was trying to detox. Yeah. Because... Uh, You were doing
0: everything you knew that you could do. Everything that I could
1: do. Like, oh, my God, I've been injured. So now what can I do to ameliorate the worst impacts? So she gave me the temporary exemption and I waited until the 21st of April. And I'm in the Fiona Stanley intake region and I had a doctor who was a lovely lady. English is a second language. I had the ATAGI guidelines and I, as far as... I'm reading black-letter law and my understanding of it is I'm perfectly entitled to an exemption. She wouldn't give me one.
0: Well, that's right, Diana. And, and you
1: and, know, and, I'm and, going, well, why not?
0: And now it's, it's all. It's, I'm sure it's clear to the audience as it, as it is to me that you're a very intelligent lady. Oh, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. And you are completely capable as an adult who's yep. educated yep. to read the laws Yep. And to interpret them, okay, you're not a lawyer. No, I'm not. But it doesn't mean that you, as a as a as a citizen of this nation, um, is incapable of interpreting these laws. Now, look, I I did I did briefly
1: start. Look, I studied architecture was my first degree, but I did go back because you know I mentioned
0: you're educated. Yeah, and and I I, studied law. I studied law. Right.
1: So I, I, well. I thought it was about justice. It's not. It's no, about no. law. Well, it's and about L O R E law. It, yeah, right? no law. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Law yeah. corporate uh, capture.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, pre- yeah. and
1: that's pretty much actually exactly what's happened. Mm. Corporate capture or Mussolini's definition of fascism.
0: Well, it's it's not um, out of place to mention right now that all of these. Um, mega tech billionaires oh, yeah. uh, increased their wealth by around 10 times during the lockdown period. Mm. So yeah. it's quite clearly been um, uh, uh, a capture of the resources by these yeah. industrialists.
1: The biggest transfer t- of public funds wealth. into private hands and yep. the problem. Yeah, that Yeah. Well, Moderna was on its last legs and almost bankrupt mm. before yes. this I heard, vaccine. I've heard all about this, yeah, And <laughs> Pfizer is has the honor or the ignominy of being one of the biggest the, the of the 10 biggest lawsuits in the history of the yep. planet. Mm. Yes, that's right. Pfizer is one of them. It was around and 10 so years is Johnson ago. and Johnson and so is Eli Lilly and so is Bayer and you know like They are nine out of the ten, and the other one was an environmental disaster that we've all heard about, nine out of the ten biggest payouts. Like, if I mentioned the drugs, thalidomide, mm. destylbestrol, Viox. like, hello?
2: Right, that's right. Vioxx Epi-pen, is more important.
1: EpiPen, um, vaginal mesh. Yeah. Oh, look, the, the list just goes on.
0: Yeah, and you've learned all this through your recent research or is this the stuff that you've learned over the last 20 years? Or Well,
1: I I don't know whether I mentioned I wrote my thesis on an alternate childbirth centre and this the, the doctor was a home birth aficionado mm. and after i have done the research and mm. realised that you are actually much more likely, the more medicated and doctored you are, the more likely you have to have an outrageous outcome and that the – the In Holland at that time, um, they only had a 6% Caesar rate, and that's people that really are high risk. Mm. At that time in Western Australia, we had a 24% Caesar rate. Now it's 36%. So are
0: you saying Caesar or C- Caesar?
1: Caesar. Caesar's cesarean section. section. Right. Right, yeah.
0: right. Gotcha. So women gotcha. can't give that. birth
1: vaginally. They're they're yep, being cut yep, open, yep.
0: and, and the
1: more medicalized and the more they induce and the more oxytocin, oxycontin, all of that, the, put them on a drip, do the fetal scalp mm. monitor. You know, like, come on.
0: You, yeah, you say so what a coincidence. The, the, yes. Yes. Mm. Now I've got to ask you yep. in your research since mm. that since you were injured by this thing yep. have you happened to discover how bad is my batch.com
1: Yes, I did. Mm. And I right. I checked mine and it's not one of the 5000 worst batches that so it doesn't appear on that list but okay. it, it hit me like a freight train.
0: Okay, so that's interesting. So was there any reports on your No on your cuz you no. only had the one shot. Okay. Did you did you make a report on it?
1: Yeah, I did the WABS and the TGA. And, the, right. uh, and I have to make the comment that it was particularly difficult to do. They actually made it hard. Of That's course. Right.
0: Sorry, what's mm. the WABS? What's oh, the
1: the Western Australian vaccine injury oh, report.
0: But, but, report. But of database, course, I'm, yeah. I'm
1: I'm I'm tracking along parallel with my son who's injured and I've got two sons. And the other one's a doctor at a large Melbourne hospital who's been triple Pfizer jabbed, mm-hmm. who got COVID. And then because the Andrews government sacked the smartest 10% of their workforce that wouldn't get the jab, mm-hmm. they're short-staffed. So they ring him up because he got it on um, Christmas Eve, not at work because he wears an N95 all day, every day. Um, he got it from his housemates who went to a Christmas party. He,
0: he got what? Mm-hmm. The, the, he, he, got, got COVID. he got COVID. So his
1: triple Pfizer poisoned.
0: And he got COVID. And he yeah. got
1: COVID. That's of course right. he did. Yeah. Mm. Oh,
0: but Diana. And, and then it was they a mild ring him up aversion.
1: after. Se- oh, mild my, my <laughs> ass. And then they ring him up after seven days and say, "Doctor, please come back to work because we're short-staffed." Like, hello,
2: mm. hello, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe that was capped at the Austin Hospital. They were very short staffed there. Yep. And that problem is going to continue because when they keep jabbing the doctors and they keep yep. jabbing other people, the COVID they will get is going to be worse than ever. Yep. They keep this, they'll be destroying the Isn't population Isn't the level of, of
0: this perception just profound?
1: Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely.
0: It goes through. Look, it's not... Uh, it's 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 not a stretch to say that um, there has been a massive conspiracy here. Yeah. Mm. The way the mainstream media have gotten behind it, and they're still behind it. That's right. Uh, and, you know, all these hard... I was going to say when you were mentioning Brandt, thank God he wasn't in his 50s. Mm. Well, yes. he, sorry, his early 50s. He would have been dead for sure.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. He has myopericarditis and mm. they gaslit... He he didn't get diagnosed until his seventh Presentation. Wow. Seven presentations. Mm. So ED at RPH, a, His a GP. It wasn't his usual GP, so he goes back to his old GP because he'd recently moved house. Mm. So he goes back to his old GP. He gaslit, gets gaslit there, so it was anxiety, so it's in mm. his head. It's a torn intercostal muscle. Then it was... Uh, Oh, your indigestion. And they actually prescribed him a PPI, a, a proton pump inhibitor called a So, like, hello, it's his heart. Mm, and yeah. all along, they knew yeah. that he had elevated troponin levels. Troponin is a marker of uh, heart cell Alt death. Mm. Yeah. And he also had. S and T wave anomalies and t- ST wave inversion. That is What's absolute that? Oh, that- uh,
2: ST wave inversion occurs if you've got a schemer in the heart or some sort of heart damage. It can be very non-specific. What's no, a
0: schema th- in the heart? Uh, An irre- uh, ir- ischemia, irregular irregular yeah.
2: lack of. Uh, Uh, oxygen getting to the heart muscle from the blood ischemia oh wow ischemia it can also be though due to toxins such as these covid jabs it might be causing micro blockages in the arteries uh, of the heart and that is simply making the heart beat irregularly so you get this
0: st inversion incredible now diana um bram had two shots
1: no he had one
0: He only had the one. Yeah, That's right. And you'd have to have
1: rocks in your head to have another one, wouldn't you? That's right.
0: Yes,
2: and I can tell you that because that happened when I was invited up to Port Hedland uh, to speak to the community, both the Aboriginal and white community there, as a result of Ernie Dingo being paid $200,000 to tell Aborigines in Port Hedland to get the jab. What a traitor, eh? The the real problem was the Aboriginal doctor with him who told the people, I saw the video there, who told the Aboriginal people that myocarditis was a self-limited condition that would disappear within a couple of weeks oh but my oh god, god. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: But, but they misdiagnosed bram and they're telling him oh look it looks like pericarditis and bram goes he had the foresight to tape record he asked for permission yes. so he yeah. got the audio and there's this cardiologist he, who arrived you know you've ever been in hospital they come with their white coats and clipboards and there's all mm. these fawning sycophatic students <laughs> hanging on every word so there's a cluster around him and he and the doctor says well it Looks like pericarditis, and he says, "No, I've got elevated troponin and in the inverted ST wave." So I would suggest to you, doctor, that that is my op- Oh yes, yes, yeah, I op- suggest that was right. Oh, yes.
0: we've been uh-oh, caught. We've, hello. we've got one that can see.
1: Oh, we've got I, I, someone who can think. We have yeah. got one
0: that can see. yeah that's why uh, right. I think the medics embarrassed live. at that. That's <laughs> it. That, that's a reference to like, the, They Live, the cult movie classic, which yeah. is worth a watch because uh, there's a lot of parallels in what's going on in that movie to what's actually uh, going on now. It's all about deception. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now I've got to ask you. Yes. Did Bram check his batches?
1: I don't know. And that's a question you'll ask him next, we'll, we'll week, ask when, him when you, next week when you meet him.
0: Mm. But
1: the, the whole point was that even though I had by then done the research, I was by then injured and I mm. have, was by then down to 52 kilos. Like that, that really is too old for a person who's 64. Like it, I, I need a few more kilos. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't try to lose weight. I didn't change my diet
0: yeah you did nothing and different. it was
1: falling oh, off yeah. me the mm. diarrhea was just i just didn't work and out. i've just
0: got to come back to this point did you ever get advised to take electrolytes to keep your levels up and all that when you're losing so much fluid
1: no but i i'm look i'm pretty self-sufficient um and i'm pretty good at researching
0: things and oh, no, but I, but what shocks me diana is these doctors in so many cases, haven't followed standard practice. Yep. what What's happened here, Mark? Um, well,
2: I'd say that, we, well, I don't even like to mention your weight loss because you get idiot GPs saying, get the jab, it'll give you weight loss,
0: Mr. Very Fat Person yeah. or Mr.
2: Fat Lady. Yeah. No, so you yeah, get find a lot of corruption, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know what's going on causing the diarrhea. But you know what, my experience in um, speaking to my... I spoke to two, two doctors, I wasn't anywhere near as... Um, Motivated as you, although I was motivated in many other ways, but they it was profound in the way that they had no idea what uh, the side effects were of these jabs. jabs they didn't yeah. know about the ingredients or the known side effects of those ingredients as individual items yeah. or contents or ingredients, whatever you want to put it, whatever, whatever way you want to put it, but they were just literally clueless, but they were adamant that I had to take the jab.
2: Yep. That's right. This is where the terrible thing comes in. See, as doctors, and I can remember when I was at medical school, they don't tell you very much about the contents of vaccines. It was less than a day they yeah. covered it. They yeah. do mention that there's aluminium mercury and things mercury is oh, generally perfect. been the, removed. but
1: worst neurotoxin but, there is. That's right. But
0: Mark, but, of course, in your training, I don't know whether this has changed in recent years, but I, one of the things that I've known about doctors' training is there's very little... Uh, time spent on uh, dietary, like that's the- right, they
2: spend little yeah. on that. But when they talk about pharmacology drugs, they only talk about the dose for the patient, and the effects it can hope to have, and a few side effects. What they don't mention is the production of the tablets or the injections and things you're given to people. That's a subject called pharmacology, and we only get a little bit of that in medicine. We don't get the detailed contents of the various uh, drugs like Dilantin or Gentamicin. They don't go into the actual formation. What's of wrong with the this situation, that... Mark? Well, partly because of a vast amount of knowledge the doctors have to learn, and we have to trust what the pharmacologists give us. But the problem is that they're not doing the proper trials. These jabs, these toxic but, jabs, but... they haven't been given Proper but not only that, that, the, the
0: thing that really concerns me is uh, training, the training that doctors do is all about prescribing a a corporate, a chemical, a, chemical uh, a corporate.
2: That's right. Giving a chemical s- or cutting the patient product. Uh, that's, that's right. Yeah,
0: rather than oh, look, you w- tell me all about your diet. Um, Geez, you're not looking after yourself really well. Well, I suggest that the reason you're having this, you know, uh, high cholesterol levels or whatever it happens to yeah, be. I know that's diet, a yeah, that's yeah. a bad example because I know doctors are always yeah, talking but, about cholesterol levels, but it, uh, it's not about. You're not looking after yourself. You need to create that. It's like, oh, I see. You've got this symptom. So we'll address the symptom, yeah. not the yeah. cause.
2: That's right. And see, doctors are also now, and it's even more so than when I was educated in medicine, doctors are tricked by mathematical modelling. Mathematical modelling has taken over a lot of medicine. Let's say we have the, mm-hmm. I don't know, we'll call the disease the elbow pox that comes out in the next few months. The elbow pox. We'll just call it that. The yeah. terrible disease, and they predict it's going to kill a million Australians. Yeah. So they bring in the mask, the lockdown, and new lot of jabs for us every three months. Mm. And then after a year, the, instead of the predicted one million dying, since we're only looking at an ordinary flu, only 30,000 people die. So what the government will then claim and the scientists will claim and say, look how good the lockdowns, masks and jabs were, they saved nearly a million people. And this will falsify medicine forever because well, that rubbish will be written in journals and then written in textbooks. And, and, and indeed, That's...
0: at the very beginning of this entire pandemic, pandemic, we were, plandemic. Given, plandemic, mm. we were given all this mathematical modelling yeah. that turned out to be completely incorrect. Okay. That's right.
1: So there, there's a really interesting guy called Dr. Asim Malhotra. He is a cardiologist, a, a very well-known cardiologist, and he's been railing a, against Big Pharma for a very long time. He's got a problem with statins. And... He has pointed out, and you can find it online. He spoke to the uh, a number of conferences. He's a very good speaker, but he's quoting Dr. Marcia Angle or yes, Angel, yep. who used to be the editor in chief of the New England Journal of Medicine, Correct. and also Dr. Richard Lawton, who was the um, that's British Medical Journal or the Lancet. Hmm. And they have both said and been quoted that fifty percent of the results that the, what they publish in their magazines are pure fiction. That's and they right. never get the they never get the core data, they never get the base data. That's right. And that if the pharmaceutical companies do a test and it turns out negative, they just flush those results, you never get to see them.
2: That's, no, that's right. right. The pharmacy the pharmacists the yep. big pharma alters the data and mm. doesn't tell yep. the doctors what's going on and when they publish it, they publish only the good effects, not the bad effects of the that, drugs. That's right. And that happened with the Vioxx scandal. 40 50,000 people, Americans, died of heart attacks yep. because they emphasised how good Vioxx was for the arthritis and didn't mention the terrible heart attack side and, effects. And, and why, this is criminality. And
0: why isn't our government holding those people to account That's because nice.
1: they don't know that they don't know or that look certainly with these our I'm government not,
0: is controlled unfortunately yeah
1: yeah quite possibly and mm. and and look i remember the um liberal government under malcolm turnbull there was the no jab no play you couldn't if your kid wasn't vaccinated yeah um and and but that year Liberal and Labor, both, but Labor, Liberal got more because they introduced this. So it was absolutely you, little beauty for the mm. big pharma companies. That's right. And when when I was a kid, I had, what, maybe six, you know, six injections. Like, the, we did smallpox, we did – I didn't mm. need measles and mumps, I'd had them. Mm. Um, you know, we, we just didn't have all of this. But now kids are subjected to – like they're giving one day old babies an injection against hepatitis B. You That's have to right, be sec- it's
2: ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But if you read Herbert Marcuse's book Eros and Civilization, you can understand why, since he even then in nineteen fifty five was promoting infant sexuality. I'll let you draw the conclusions from oh that. Oh my god.
0: Oh my god. How much more of this can we take? Well, we
2: can't um, take much more if they if they jab 20 years worth of children everybody will be sterile we'll all be dying off except the very rich
0: well then we've also got to take into account the brain damage that's done been done to children who have that's been right. wearing these masks Ma. rebreathing their carbon exactly. dioxide this for, is
2: absolutely criminal because mm. it's destroying their ability to concentrate and study at school this is destroying generations of children already yeah.
1: But it's, it's not just that. It's that it, it's very Orwellian, you know, like Orwell. Mm-hmm. The, and the final thing was you have to ignore the evidence of your own eyes. So the, the gaslighting is so profound. Mm. And that people in my family, it split our family asunder.
0: And, uh, well, m- my family as well. You know. mm. um, but, of course, the, the, the greatest sufferers of this condition, this Orwellian condition, are the doctors and nurses. Yeah. That's right the professionals who are yeah. there to to look mm. after and us when um, they wake
1: up or when they realize what they've done and it can't be far away now <laughs> like the truth it's like an elephant in the room mm. and look I've heard about doctor suicide I can't take any more of this I've heard about it's just it's it just does your head in mm. and it's supposed
2: to yeah that's right. They're hoping that people will suicide, get depressed and drink a lot of alcohol or take oh, a lot of drugs Oh, if they get depressed, the we'll work. give you some
1: Prozac or that's
2: right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. take
1: a pill, sweetie.
0: Hey, um, I guess it's a good time to mention, I've brought this up in the past, but uh, imagine the kind of situation we're going to be in, in, you know, a year or two's time where all of these doctors yep. wake up to what they've done. Yep. Um, we are, we're already here. Well, I've, I already know for a fact that there's one case of a suicide down yep. down in the so southern do area, yep. um, around Donnybrook, um, yep. where this doctor had had so many patients under him who had been seriously injured. Yep. Um, I'm not sure if he. Oh, he did. He had one death. I know. I've, I know confirmed one death, but he committed suicide. Now, um, I'm sure there's going to be many more of those situations, yep. but then the second fear is. There are two more. Uh, one's going to be the doctors and no- nurses who are just simply so depressed with, with their behavior, mm, with the actions yeah. that they're taking, that they're going to be completely ineffectual anyway. And then you've got the, the third scary option is the people who have literally gone bored into it and they feel good about it and yeah. they you know turned into little doctor evils.
2: That's right, especially yeah. the danger is in administration since they're the ones who are bullying the others. Now, medical administration consists of doctors, it consists of nurses and other people like accountants from outside. Mm. But when they're looking for medical advice, they're going to turn to the medical side of the administration. Thus, the medical administrators have enormous power to cause enormous trouble because they'll be bullying even consultants, senior cardiologists, neurologists and surgeons. We're saying, hearing of if these you're stories. you're going to get the jab, you're out. That's yeah, we're
0: like hearing out. these stories already yeah. and i'm sure we're going to hear lots more about that good good point to interject for the audience is that um just starting to lock in some interviews with doctors who have been what have woken up to this and lost yeah, their right. jobs over yeah. so that's another exciting one that's coming up in this series of jab of the jab injured now diana let's talk about the the pfizer and moderna contract that's secret Yep. Between them and our government, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I don't. I don't know anything about it because we're not. Look, it, it's, well, it's a club that we're secret. not in. It. It's, yeah. it's secret. And you know this whole national cabinet and the gas lead or gas lit recovery arm. Like, look, the whole thing. It just stinks. It stinks.
0: Well, as the and, comedian uh, is it George Carlin? Uh, yeah, yeah. Said it's a big club. And you are not in, in it.
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't go to Dallas. Oh, ah,
0: yeah. We're told to stop polluting, but um, they all They fly. all fly
1: there on their private jets. That's right. Gem- Jum- a hell Jumbo lot
0: more jets. CO2 than we do. Not little mm. not the smaller Learjet. jet. No, they have 747s and other planes. Oh, but it's all right. Big, we big, can get it.
1: Yeah. we can get a computer program and do our own personal carbon footprint tracking. Isn't Mm. that wonderful? As if we've got any power as individuals. What about big agriculture, big, Mm. you know, (laughs) the the big polluters?
0: Well, we have a lot of power as individuals because we all need (laughs) to learn to stand up and say no. That... Mm. Yeah, we're the ant army. We outnumber them twenty thousand to one. We just need to recognise where the power truly lies. And
2: organise ourselves in a way that we can hit back effectively.
0: Yeah. Look, this is one of my biggest frustrations. It has been for quite some time. Um for many years now I've I've had discussions with people about some of these big issues and they say, Yes, but Andrew, what can you do?
1: Well, you can speak out.
0: You can speak out and you can Mm. say no. Uh, And and
1: look I've got broad shoulders now. I've, I've been, yeah. I've been named, you know, a right-wing nutjob. Yeah. I'm not. I actually. Well, I've been called lots I, of names I, I, I as used, well. Yeah. I used to regard myself as a lefty, leading tree-hugging hippie. Well, no more. I don't trust any of them anymore mm. because, look, fool me once, shame on you. Mm. Fool me twice, shame on me. Absolutely. And, and they're just keeping on keeping That's on. That's right.
2: Like the far left, the um, Socialist Alliance, Socialist Alternative. Antifa, the Greens are all pushing the gym. My
0: archdiocese and small children is completely normal. Totally normal.
2: And oh, there's this
1: new syndrome. It's called SADS, Sudden Adult Death Syndrome. I'm so (laughs) glad. What the hell could that
0: acronym be? Thank you for Mm. bringing that up. I was just reading an article about that yesterday. Now, that's a new one. Yeah, yeah. Another one to add, um, I'm looking forward to meeting some people that have had that experience. Not that uh, geez. No. it's a weird thing to say. Yeah. Uh, but in this in this tyrannical era that we're going through, but these sort of tragic things are becoming how, common. How can common people and, and not
1: join up the dots in any given year in the past, like FIFA, well, four, four players well, on the field would die. Now it's like how many have died since the –
0: Roll Well, Diana, let's talk about this fascinating term that you've introduced me and Mark to, (laughs) uh, Dunning-Kruger syndrome.
1: Oh, okay. That's when you don't know that you don't know that you're wrong. And actually, the more intelligent and highly educated you are, the more likely you are to convince yourself or be convinced that you're right, even when you're dead wrong. That's right. You you just
2: cling to certain ideas.
0: Yeah, 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 I'm sad sad to admit it, but I have members of my family that are suffering from Dunning-Kruger syndrome for everyone. Mm. Um, Shall we spell it?
1: D-U-N-N-I-N-G hyphen K-R-U-G-E-R, Dunning-Kruger syndrome.
0: There you go, everyone. A little bit of homework for you. Um, that's going to be another wonderful feather in your cap when it comes to these sorts of discussions. Right, where to next? Mark, give us a question. Ask Diana mm. a question.
2: I was, I was wondering, um, with your jabs, yeah. uh, have they got any more planned for you because of this three-month regular jab? Or, I uh, will...
1: There is no way on earth I am going to be... Coerced or induced or forced, hell will freeze over before I
2: right. allow and that. i so. And now it will be assault. Darkness. Right now, I'm thinking of Bream since he won't get another one. No, he, he won't. He,
1: he got the exemption. I'm just.
2: I um, oh, has got it. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. thinking, what's going to happen but after that, that? Will he get a job?
0: Yeah, no, uh, he's, no, he's gainfully he's, employed. He's gainfully right?
1: employed. But I just spoke to a friend who's actually coming to visit me because he's he, he's saying, yay! He, he and his missus went back to the family farm somewhere in the southwest mm-hmm. and – he gave up a job as a diver, over hundred thousand dollars a year. Supervisor, he had he has back in town tomorrow to re, regain his certificates, like oxygen, resuscitation, mm-hmm. first aid, all of that sort of thing. And his missus was a school worked in schools as in school administration. Her employer has rung her up, come back, come back, and his employer has said, come back, come back. So it only it's only just over six months, and they've been on the family farm grown their own fruit and veggies and they've got chooks and ducks.
2: Oh, (laughs) they they sound fairly safe then. It's unlike the people in Melbourne, I've heard that the uh, Victorian, the Uh, dictator uh, Dan Andrews is going to bring in a law or has brought in a law where people cannot grow vegetables in their own home gardens. I've heard of that as well. I'm so glad you brought that up. And I'm so shocked that even Stalin, during the period of forced collectivisation, never forbade people for having kitchen gardens and never put a tax on them.
0: It's interesting to note that that, uh, there's also states in America where they've brought those laws Ah. in.
2: Yeah.
0: Just another way of controlling us. I mean, uh, we're all also hearing about the expected food shortages that are coming. So it's it's, it's fascinating that um, old mate... Chairman Dan yeah. has brought mm. that out, and there I go. I'm calling these yeah, fascist uh, well, premier's it, it, names it, again. it
1: doesn't matter whether they're left wing or right wing. The liberal governments did it too. And you've got to drop your political biases. Like I used to wear the red T-shirt, or I'd have woken up. Yeah. Okay, red blue. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's right. It's the same bird. That's it right. A money, money talks, and money the liberal, talks. labor, and greens all it, it, quack to it. That's right. That, that's absolutely right. And I, I, don't know. We, we've got to think for ourselves. Mm. Nobody is going to tell me I can't grow my own food. Of I was not. born on, on a banana plantation. My, my father's Jamaican, ah. and the Manly government nationalised. All, all the farms, so all of the brothers and so forth came out. Some went to far north Queensland, grew bananas. And my dad... It's the rain. Oh. Um, my dad and my... If
0: anyone's hearing that, we're it's starting it's to rain starting heavily. To rain. And we're right by the window. It's actually yep. a lovely little spot we're in right now. Okay, so
1: I know what is sprayed onto your food and it's actually much cleaner if you grow it yourself. And Mm. the other thing is that after mum and dad lost the plantation flood, cyclone flood in Carnarvon in 1962, we went back, he went back to the Department of Agriculture and he was working for um, agriculture and protection and he was standing underneath a crop duster trialling this fantastic new herbicide, 245T24D. It's called Agent Orange. Orange. My my brother... My brother was born with congenital heart defects. He had two chambers in his heart. Oh. He lasted nine months. Our family doctor, when we returned to Perth in late 1963, was none other. Can I mention that name?
0: Well, it's, uh, it's it's somebody that might, might have passed by now, right?
1: Well, th- our family doctor was Roger Cook, our ex-health oh. minister's father, Roger Cook's father, and he's oh. the one that asked my parents to give consent for the autopsy and said, I think this is a herbicide poisoning. Well, mm. he was right. Mm. He was right. So, you know, I think I know why Rogers resigned from the health minister's position. A little
0: bit of guilt. There's been a fair, few, a fair bit of speculation mm. around There's that. There's a
1: fair bit of speculation. Who knows? That's right. Now,
0: I just want to make the point to, to what you were just saying mm. to the audience Critical thinking is a blessing. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, embrace critical thinking. The more research you do for yourself, the better. Yep, um, right. and have the confidence to question these author- authority figures. Mm. They do not know everything. They've been. Uh, they've literally proven it to me now. Yep. Uh, you have just as much intelligence as they do. Mm. Actually, uh,
1: I think I think a bit more actually, mm, yeah. and right. you
0: know, well. Stand up for yourself, everybody. We're That's not going right. to put up and, with this anymore. And I'd have, have to point
2: out about also about the prohibition on growing vegetables. Can you imagine policemen going around peering in people's backyards? saying Oh, that'll go a bit down. That's parsley. That's potatoes. You have to pull those out, Absolutely or you are off to jail. Isn't it ridiculous? insane? Stupid. Come you think on, the police are going to do that to people?
0: Come on. Well, Come hey, on. they, uh, they, they, two of them, bashed down a seventy-six-year-old lady as they. Um, pushed her to the ground They pepper sprayed her oh, oh, that, Whilst yes. their fellow mm. officers Were firing uh, pl- uh, rubber bullets, bullets At, yes, at that, people that Fleeing down the street So mm. you can't put a thing Past these tyrants
2: No that's right But I think they'd be set up To do it I mean ordinary police they Would get sick of that sort of thing What are we doing Taking the food out of people's mouths Look and I just yeah.
0: want to make the point That we do understand For the officers out there I'm sure there are uh, some listening There we, are good cops There, there are, are. Yeah. Good Plenty. cops And, and we love you and support mm. you, and we recognise that the the tyrannical crazy nutters are uh, the minority, not the majority. Yep. Um, so, and we do appreciate the job you do. Mm. Um, I've, of course, Mark, you're probably saying we've been protesting quite a that's lot that's right everybody. and I the I'm police have
2: become ever more friendly because they're understanding what they're being asked to do by the government yep. is
0: a load of bs police have right.
2: becomes very unpopular that's right yep. and because of course we've
0: met some tyrants we've had mm-hmm. quite a few arrests here in perth over the last few months but mm-hmm. um again that's really been more of a result of just a few individuals that's rather right. than the yeah. majority yep so yes
1: yeah and not all police agree with every one of the laws that they are that's forced right. to enforce. Mm, so, for right. example, look, I'm, I'm really into drug law reform and I think that people should have the right to grow cannabis. So what the police are, uh, mm. are split 50-50. Well, why do you think they criminalise cannabis in the first place? Because it's an antioxidant, but, it's but once anti-inflammatory again. and it's one of the most useful Medications. It's one of the seven sacred herbs in Ayurvedic medicine, but it's also the most effective treatment for epilepsy. Hello.
0: Hello. Hello. But, but, but Diana, I can't leave off, let you off the hook that early. Uh, uh, of course, uh, a lot to do with the... Um, De, uh, criminalisation of marijuana mm. had to do with corporate, corporate um, interests, interests, corporate yeah. interests. Interest, yes, uh, yeah. There's a word I'm trying to think. I of. I think there, of
2: prohibition. Yeah. You mean like prohibition uh, with uh, Al Capone? How they made out? Al- they made alcohol above one percent. They prohibited it, and all the crooks were making an enormous profit. Yeah, from Yeah, but
0: what I yeah. mean is, is that uh, there was companies like Japan I'm saying this because oh. I know yes, all the yes. interested party. So, part so, of- I so mean, do I. Yeah. There's so many people uh, yeah. out there. They're going to be screaming in, in their seats at the moment. Uh, yeah we have to recognize that there were yep. uh, corporate competitional competition, or competition yep. issues around that so they they yep. had to eliminate the and
1: hemp the, is the beautiful a, a, hemp. a better fiber hemp is the most useful plant it's the first cultivated plant on the planet mm. and it, you can use it for rope fiber you can use it mm. for build like um you can make hempcrete out of it you can make food out of it hemp seed is you know Oliver Twist gruel can I have some more gruel Gruel is actually a porridge made out of hemp seed really yes it is and, and that's what your, they used your, your to You're fascinating, f- yeah, Diana. I know, yeah. I know. I look I, I'm just an encyclopedia.
0: You are. Yeah. You are. I'm sure that was going to be an interesting <laughs> one. I mean, we've just had dunning Kruger syndrome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> what more can we learn? Um I love it. I love it. What next? What um so Diana, where to for you now? You're you're Oh, you're, taking you're, it you're up. a fighter. Yeah, you're I'm a fighter. taking so it your- up
1: to the politicians and absolutely insisting that they wake up and understand that the mandates... Well, the damage is done now, and mm. t- tomorrow is, is the 10th, so these mandates, for which they've got no mandate, mm. it's over. That's, but the damage is done. That's, that's right, a and still a in the
2: state of emergency.
0: That's we are, until March that, next long, year. That's right. And I, I keep making this point, a mandate is not a law. Yeah, it is but a it's actually against
1: the Criminal Code Commonwealth. Section two sixty point two oh. Look it up; it's persecution.
0: Mm. Yeah, look, and I'd I'd like to just do a quick call out to Topolini's. I hope I said that. Topolini's restaurant. Topolini's very good place. Uh, It is. It's a restaurant here in Perth, and um, I'm very happy to be heading out there for dinner this evening. Oh, sounds good. Uh, uh, Just a little bit of a shout out to those people, Uh, but they were they became quite well-known on the scene here in Western Australia because they were raided by the police mm. uh, for people not wearing masks. Now, the interesting point about that is is that there was no... Uh, the, the the law quite specifically says in the Biosecurity Act of 2015 that uh, you have to have a certified trained doctor to go in and assess the situation before the police mm. can move in and start dragging people away. Once again, law has been thrown out the window. Yep. Colour of law has been uh, inserted into its place. Mm. Yep. And uh, the government overreach just uh, took it, off.
1: It's, it's, it is. Mm. It is. It's absolutely off the dial. It's off the dial. Yeah.
0: Right. Now, I think we're, we're kind of at the, I guess, at the end of the story. So there's yep. something else I'd really like to talk to you about, Diana. Yes. Um, I'm very... We, we've, we've touched on your interest in uh, medical marijuana. Uh,
1: cannabis, yes. Call it... Don't call it marijuana. That is... That okay, is, sorry. It's, it's, it's derivative. It, the, the plant
0: it's is cannabis. It's got... Okay. Yeah, it's got negative connotations. It's got negative right? yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, now I'm... I believe for the audience, we're going to be having a discussion, um, myself, yourself and a friend of yours. Yes, that's right. Now down in Hobart tell yes. tell the audience about what's happening there oh okay just um, with around the the work that you're doing for this uh, okay um yeah.
1: she is the mother of a child who is um nonverbal. he he was he was actually born normal as far as anybody could see, but it's just this amazing coincidence very soon after like mm-hmm. within eleven and a half hours of him being. Vaccinated. And, yeah, as and by a the child. way,
0: what? Uh, how old was he? He
1: he he was a very small baby.
0: Yeah, that's right. Like In the old days, day they
2: never vaccinated anyone yeah. under a year of
0: age. And yeah, of, of course, maternity babies maternity are being shot up as soon as they come out of the womb now. But yeah,
1: pretty much. And so he had a bleed on both sides of the brain, and basically he's non-verbal, and he has seizures, and he kept having seizures, and they were getting worse and worse and worse, like hundred a week, and. Then all of a sudden his mother, Danielle, hello Danielle, I hope you're listening to Hi, this Hi Danielle, podcast. can't
0: wait to meet you. And her
1: gorgeous son Shelby. Now, she's not anti-vax, okay, all of her other kids got the vaccines, but mm. it just didn't work for her son. Moving right along, she was desperate to fight, and she tried every pharma drug that there was to yeah. control her son's seizures, because mm. every seizure does damage. That's okay. Right. Mm. And it's pretty confronting. If you've never seen an mm. epileptic seizure, it's, mm. it's, it's pretty bad news. So she started doing her own research, and it's just the most amazing coincidence, Andrew. You're not going to believe it. The day after she put Shelby onto cannabis oil, He grew out of having seizures. They just vanished like mist before the morning sun. What a Coincidence. Now, let's
0: now please tell me the let's move straight into this the part of the story yeah. where the doctors re- turned up to her. House oh, with okay. The, so she,
1: she's a bit of a firebrand, she's a bit like me, and that's why I love her so much. She decided <laughs> to take it up to the health, ma- the past health. She was proud minister.
0: of the research she'd, yeah. she'd done and, and the results w- she had. She's a
1: real crusader for cannabis law reform, most particularly for medicinal purposes, but just basically drug law reform. But she's effect.
0: become. She's become yeah. this way through the journey that she went on yes. with her her son. Well, right? it,
1: it, it wasn't it wasn't just that. There were other things in her life, life but that I'm but, not yeah. going to go in. She no. will tell that story. Yeah, yeah. But she took it to a previous health minister of Tasmania, and this was a few years ago, so I won't name that no. name. Yeah. And immediately after she'd seen this person, they a male MP mm. had then ordered the equivalent of docs or family and children's services to go around and they showed up at a front door
0: to take to take
1: the child away. And she started crying and she said, oh, look, Shelby, you have to go into respite. You have to go with these people. He only ever has a seizure now when he's sick or really stressful. Guess what happened? He instantly went into a full on seizure. Yeah. She ran to the fridge, pulled out the black oil, put some in, jammed it into his mouth, under the tongue, sub- mm. sublingual, and Within thirty seconds, you're not going to believe this. The seizure stopped right in well, front of the police right and the doctors in, yes, and the nurse. Yes, there was a nurse. The nurse there, as well. there was a nurse. Mm. There weren't police. They were people from that were going to take the it child from her <laughs> because she was an unfit mother. And the nurse said
0: <coughs> she's using hemp no, oil with her son. No way yeah you
1: no know, no no we i didn't see anything wrong here and she's doing exactly the right thing so
0: so they just had this mass realization a, a moment dawning
1: moment that well, i've never just, seen anything like it right so we're not taking this boy away and we can't give him cannabis oil you just stay right there so hey she won
0: fantastic so she ended up um there's a bit of publicity around that at the time yep. wasn't there yep,
1: there was yeah. She'll tell you her story.
0: I can't wait. Um, and um, I'm sure our audience can't wait either. Um, a, lot of, a lot of interest around that subject. And that's something else I want to get into further on down the track. But, I mean, at the moment we've got so many injured people that we need to speak to. So that's going to be the mission for the, the short term anyway. Um,
2: that's right it is important mark. with with uh, cannabis cannabis certainly works against intractable nausea and when you've got intractable epilepsy yes try it you need yeah. to try everything
1: and and mm. also um, even though they poo poo the idea that it treats ca- uh, cancer it, it does but it also treats the um, lack of appetite and that's that nausea right. that's correct. particularly and these that's are well the people that's very mm. well known mm. so they're going through chemo and radio and they're, mm. they're hair's falling out, they've got no appetite, they just can't eat, and if they do, they can't keep it down. Yep. They get onto the cannabis oil and, hallelujah, guess what happens? They eat again. they eat again.
0: Yeah, and, of course, it's, that's the very important part of that process is to keep the nutrition, nutrition coming yeah. into your body right, yeah. um, so that you don't waste away and have no ability to fight the cancer. Yeah.
1: So that's, well, that's a soapbox for another day. It, it is. It?
0: Yeah. Well, listen, Diana, that's been a fascinating conversation. I'm sure right. everyone will agree. We've we've learnt so many new things. And mm. um, I love speaking to you, Diana, because you're so animated. A firebrand, as you like to call <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Well, uh, it yeah. All, yeah, it keeps it interesting. It really does. Okay. Uh, thank you for that. And, I, of course... Um, I, I, consider you a friend. I, um, yeah. I've had a little bit, a couple of, vi- well, one, of one, visits, one yeah. visit with you and we had a wonderful time. Um, and I know we're going to do that again sometime. Okay. Um, but anyway, with that, I'd just like to say once again to our audience that I'd really, really appreciate it if you did install the Podbean app and search for us on, um, our name is The Eight News Show. Uh, and, you need to use the number eight. Um, If you do get the Podbean app, you can then subscribe to the show so I can see how many people are following me on a more regular basis. And please, please make some comments. Is there something you found really interesting about today's story? Is there something we missed? Um, Please let me know. I can only develop with um, hearing your, your feedback. I mean, it's just so important. Um, to the work we're doing. So um, I'd just like to say thank you, Mark, Doctor, retired Dr. Mark thank Loss. Thank you. Thank you for co-hosting today. And, of course, you're going to continue to co-host this series with me. Yes, definitely. And, Diana, thank you so much my, for telling us your pleasure. story.
1: Okay. Mm. And do it's a good interview wonderful. with Bram. You'll love him.
0: I can't wait. So okay. we will we will be talk for everyone who's listening we'll be talking to Bram in uh, 7 days and starting to line things up for maybe in the next 2 weeks. Cool. Um in the meantime we're going to be heading down to Bridgetown. Bridgetown Frigetown, really soon. Bridgetown. <laughs> yes, um some uh, a very very tragic story yes. um down there yep. and um that one I know is going to be heart rendering So Um, I hope everyone's going to be tuning in for that. Well, uh, in closing, I'd just like to thank the audience for being with us today. Um, I'm so flattered with the response that I had on the last episode of Jab Injured that um, uh, it's really quite overwhelming. It really is. And um, it really gives me some confidence to keep moving forward. So thank you for that. We're going to close with the song by my dear friend, Kelly Newton Wordsworth. Uh, the theme song for the freedom movement Mm -hmm. here in Western Australia. And I really hope that it gets adopted Australia-wide. That is Hold the Line. So take care, everybody. And until the next time, this has been The 8 News Show. I'm your host, Andrew Hughes, and we'll catch you in the next one.
3: Yeah.